Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of the Mac and Forth Show. My name's Colm Madden and we're here once again to talk about the week's Apple and tech-related news. And, oh, we've all been out and we've got our things because we knew we had the presentation on Tuesday at 6 o'clock. <clears throat> yeah, sorry about that, anyone that's listening. <clears throat> 6 o'clock. And uh, Tim Cook came out and introduced all the good things for us to get. Well, confirmed leaks, basically, is what he did for two hours. But apart from that... Anyway, we're going to talk about some of these subjects. So joining me this week, as always, Mr. Alan Vickers. How are you, sir? I'm very well, Carl, yeah. It was an, an exciting keynote. I, I really enjoyed it, the keynote itself. But I've been uh, fretting ever since about <laughs> <laughs> about the about the products, yeah. Um, I, even though I'm not really into buying anything this year, I don't, I don't need any of these things, but I'm still all twisted up about them, as I'll probably talk about later. I'll, I'll, tell, you what, I'll tell you what, listeners. I'll let you into a little secret behind the scenes, okay? We have a chat room. We have a, our private little message room that we all chat communicate throughout the week and all this week all alan has been doing <laughs> is lamenting the fact that dutch id is gone <laughs> yes yeah oh dear i felt like one of those negotiators trying to talk him off the roof it was that <laughs> anyway also joining us this week is dean murphy how are you sir yeah i'm really good a little bit poorer <laughs> <laughs> Just a little. Just a little. <laughs> I'll be a lot poorer this time next month, I bet. <laughs> but um, yeah, doing really well. I really enjoyed the event. It pretty much just confirmed all the spoilers that we've been reading the past couple of weeks. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was overall it was a pretty solid event, I thought. So let's 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 obviously kick off with this straight away. Actually, before we get so um, if it wasn't for the the leaks. How much more impressed do you reckon you would be with that presentation if you didn't know what was coming next every step of the way? I think a lot. The surprising thing was, like, I, the biggest surprise for me was the iPhone 8 because nothing much leaked about the iPhone 8 and the 8 Plus. All the leaks were focused on the iPhone X, which was the one more thing, which would have been like a big grand unveiling of magicalness if we didn't already know everything about it and all the software and the shape and how things work and everything. Um, so the iPhone 8 was the most interesting part to me of the presentation because they spent a lot of time on it and none of it was leaked beforehand. Yeah, it's interesting, wasn't it? Because um, apart from the name of iPhone X, which I've got some issues about that name as well, but the, um, everything else ten, about it was, was ten, leaked, wasn't it? Ten, yeah, ten. I know, I know. I'm, I'm being uh, mischievous. <laughs> but I, I still, I think it would have been better had it been called X, to be honest, because I, I, I think they made a mistake making it seem like one of the numerical sequences, because it does make it seem like it's two better than the eight. And um, the, the eight's the one they need to sell in the hundreds and hundreds of millions. Anyway, and even since the event, They've not been marketing the eight, have they? There's, apart from on release day when they sent you an email, um, everything else, their Twitter presence, their, their every other outlet has been X or oh, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. So I think that's a bit of a risk, really. As, and as we've seen, they're, they're not sold out, are they? It's one of the the only example I can ever remember when iPhones haven't been um, back up, you know, backdated on order day, not available on release day, because oh, because they, they are. You can still get several models of the eight and the eight plus on uh, on the twenty second mm. if you want one. I know. I mean, you know that, that as I, I'm glad I poo pooed it a few weeks ago where I said that that you know what all the tech pundits are saying is Apple feel are going to look like they're going to price the average consumer out of the market, so they don't go for this big high-end phone well hang on <laughs> it doesn't i mean we can't tell we won't be able to tell until the end of uh, october obviously when when you try and buy the x or the 10 i got yeah. me at it now and <laughs> and it says you can't get hold of this until january that will be when we know for sure if but yeah i mean it's very uh, very odd because normally um these these as you say these things are gone in seconds mm. and it's just like everybody virtually like i say at work everyone i know is after that that 10 I was out last night. I was having beers actually with uh, Ben Ben Kinnaird from uh, Something Inventive Podcast, and uh, was out with uh, his brother as well, and and Paul and Steve, and we were talking about a similar thing. Everybody's wants the new one. I mean, th that's how it was all. As you say, that's how the marketing is gone. That's how everything's been pushed. And mm -hmm. fortunately, it wasn't fourteen hundred dollars. It was, I think, it's one thousand one hundred and fifty if you want the top the top um, RAM version, mm. which is quite. Because this is, like, I nearly, I nearly caved. I nearly went and got a, a, an 8 Plus. Because I was thinking, I was thinking, this other thing's got to be back-ordered forever. Yeah. And at some point, I want, I want a new phone. <laughs> it's been a year. Come on. <laughs> First world problems. 
And so I, I went and looked at the uh, the pricing of of uh, the iPhone 8 and the 8 Plus, I mean, sorry. And I'm trying to get the price up now. And would you believe it? I can't actually get into the darn thing. Right, come on. I, where are you? 8 Plus. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's coming up the wrong thing all the time. Why is, oh, right. Okay. I didn't go back far enough. What an idiot. Anyway, so if I was to go with the, the black version, the 256 one gigabit version, it comes in at... 949 quid mm. which is a lot of <laughs> a lot <laughs> yes. of money because for some reason they've done away with the 128 gig version yeah that's true yeah yeah but you do get a home button with it so that's worth a lot <laughs> Instead, we'll, we'll come back we'll circle back to that alan don't worry so anyway so then i, I thought right okay so it's 950 quid so i thought okay so what what is what is an iphone x go for and i think it's 999 isn't it obviously that that base model so i'm yeah. looking at that and i'm thinking well that's not much more <laughs> true it's only the 64 gig version but then my brain went <laughs> well what's the higher version <laughs> <laughs> which is obviously 1150 Um, unless that price is wrong. Someone's going to tell me that price is wrong now. No, that's right. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm thinking, well, you know, so I've jumped basically from 950 all the way up, and now I've got a, supposedly a phone that's the next generation that's got just like the highest capacity of RAM you can get, and in my brain the maths are that's not that big a jump mm. even though it is <laughs> i think i think exactly that that thought process is going through every um plus fans mind and that's why it's the plus that you got you, you can still get on release day that's the one that people are reticent to buy the plus aren't they because they're thinking well i spend a lot anyway i spend 900 pound what, what's a thousand what's a, what's 1100 so those people are waiting but like you like you said there's going to be a problem because they're going to be backlogged so bad mm. uh, was it ming chi kuo was saying he thought it might be late summer before they catch up with demand on, on the 10 um so but then again the people that are thinking, um, I won't buy an 8 Plus because I'm going to wait for a 10. You know, if they have to wait till next June or July, they've still got a 7 Plus in their hands right now, aren't they? And that's still a brilliant phone. So I think the only the only downside to any of this from Apple's point of view is this kind of delay in their revenue. Because people people who want the 10, but they're not going to be able to buy the 10. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, like that price, they've got it on the site here. At, it's basically 55 quid a month for two years. And I, I know people that will pay that. Yeah. If you've got the upgrade program, you, you're guaranteed a new phone every year. So that just yeah. adds to the benefits of the upgrade program. Absolutely. And there's obviously the deals from carriers and things like this. So I'm sure there won't be many deals to begin with, but eventually there will be. Or maybe maybe because this is a all singing, all dancing phone, they might be competing with each other quite strongly. So you, you might be able to get a good deal. It's mm. just, I just, it's it's a weird strategy. Mm. <laughs> and, and and the way they presented it is, yeah, they did talk up the iPhone 8 and, and it did sound great, but just just when, <laughs> just when you compare it to what came next, it kind of like took the shine off it a little bit. And I'm, you know, any all these engineers that probably slogged their guts out on the iPhone 8 must be thinking, well, what did we bother with all that for? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the 8 Plus has still got the bigger screen as well, actually, hasn't it? So people that do want the extra resolution, the extra screen, uh, real estate, as well as a physically bigger screen, that then they get that in the 8 Plus, don't they? So um, still, a, still one, there's still a phone for everybody because that remember that chart they showed now going right from the SE at the bottom end, still, still available to buy the 6S, which is my phone, still available to buy. Seven still available. Eight, 8 Plus. And now the 10. It's the biggest range of phones there's ever yeah, been, isn't it's... it? They've got one for everybody, really. Yeah, if, certainly if you want to come in at a... Well, so where's it start off at 350 now, isn't it? The SE? Yes, yeah. So you so going, it's at 32 gig, I think. So you're going, you've got a, a very broad <laughs> selection of phones now. Yeah. Oh, dear. It's... Like I say, I, 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 it's, it's just, um, it just concerned me by... If they have really got constrained abilities to produce these phones, then they're in for a world of hurt because they're not going to be... Yeah. I mean, it was bad enough with AirPods. <laughs> So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, unless I just still don't think they've caught up with AirPods, to the truth. But uh, yeah, I can, I can't imagine. I can't. I just, it, it must be great for them. But as you say, if they can't supply demand, they're going to start to look very shoddy, and it will be another, another, another string to people's bow who want to lambast Apple for not hitting these or be able to manufacture enough phones. And and, and yeah, and, and I, I don't know. It's crazy. Anyway, <clears throat> but it's a, it's a, it's a nice device, and I want one. <laughs> <laughs> So what stood out for you about, I mean, like I say, I know we knew everything about the, 
the flipping X. But what what stands out for you when it comes to that phone? I mean, are you getting are you getting one, Dean? I, I forgot to ask. Oh yeah, I'm definitely going to get the iPhone X, and to my surprise, my wife wants it as well. Um, I predicted. I thought that the dual camera would come down to the iPhone 8 this year or come to the, you know, the standard size phone, not just be a plus exclusive, but it turns out it's standard plus exclusive and it's going on the X. So she really, she's really jealous of the dual camera I've got on my iPhone 7. So she's going to want the X as well because she doesn't like the size of the plus and the iPhone X is pretty much the same size as the iPhone 8, mm-hmm. but she wants the dual camera. So I was expecting for her to have the iPhone 8 and I'd have the iPhone X, but it's just added an extra. I don't want to count. I don't want to count. <laughs> I, I, I was disappointed as well about the, the dual cameras not going down to the 8 because I think that would have been the only the only phone that would have tempted me this year because I'm not really on for a, a change this year. I'm quite happy with my success. But if the 8, the normal sized 8, had got the dual cameras with all that new fancy computational photography stuff with the studio lighting and and the portrait modes and all that which that looks fantastic i thought that was brilliant and if it was in a smaller phone that doesn't cost 1100 quid and has still got a home button etc i'd have been in for that you know an eight an eight with um dual cameras would have been a really attractive thing for me so i'm quite happy that this is a a year where i'm sitting out a phone purchase to be honest yeah i normally base my iphone purchasing around because this is my primary camera. I've got a really nice digital SLR, but that's big and clunky and I can't take it everywhere. Uh, so my iPhone is pretty much my primary camera. Um, mm. So I want to take the best pictures I can, especially because I've got two young kids and they're growing up. And yeah. it's funny, every year the pictures of them are get looking better and better. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell which phone I've been getting every year. Um, yeah. And the iPhone X, it, I didn't expect it to have the portrait mode on the front camera. Oh, yeah. Which, wow. um, instead of having dual cameras, it's using the camera and the um, the infrared sensor, the infrared camera to sense your depth, rather than using two cameras to sense mm-hmm. your depth. So that's really that's a really cool feature. And the new studio lighting feature, I can't wait to play with that. That's going to be so much fun to... Yeah. And it's got um, optical image stabilisation on the telephoto lens as well, hasn't it? Which is exclusive yes. to the to the ten. Yeah, so your zoomed in photos will look a lot more stable because only one of yeah. the cameras had the image stabilisation previously. So yeah, I absolutely love all the camera stuff, and I can't wait to play with it. Yeah. Hopefully, before the summer. <laughs> <laughs> did they see what? Did it actually say what we could shoot four K in frame rate wise? Um, sixty frames per second. Sixty. Yeah. There was oh yeah I just found it then because there was rumours it would go up to 120 wasn't it I think um not 4K I don't oh, think well I can hope <laughs> <laughs> but there's a 1080p in 240 frames per second yeah slow motion I think that 4K at 60 frames per second is the is the leading you know the industry leading figure I don't think you get many cameras at all that can do that so it's inc- incredible that a phone can do it no even professional cameras don't have that feature baked in out of the box so um that's definitely reason to go with the uh slightly bigger storage if you're going to be shooting video well that's the that's the plan that's what you know <laughs> as, as we live in this world now of the cloud and the iCloud and stuff it you can get away with smaller models now they've totally done away with that 16 gig version which was ridiculous <laughs> for so long considering the os takes up about eight gig or something like that but uh <clears throat> yeah i'm i'm definitely hopefully gonna be if i get it in time for christmas <clears throat> going out and shooting lots of, of stuff around London and and, and, and just because it looks stunning they've always done a good job I mean everyone goes on about the, the camera the, the the you know the single shot camera and that's great but that's not really my thing I'm more into the video aspects of it and I just find it amazing when I play it back on my telly so like if I just put a, a small little tripod down and film the Thames all the boats going up and down I just it's like a it's like a screensaver it's gorgeous yeah <laughs> It's unbelievable what these little things can do. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to this damn phone, and I'm just I know it's going to be constrained up to yin yang. It's 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 going to be absolutely terrifying. Uh, what about the? I know it's I know every single Android version uh, user out there went. We've had that for ages. What about the uh, the charging aspects of these new phones, where you can just lay them down on the on the chi mat? <laughs> <laughs> I've I've talked about this before. Um, I've, I've I'm a real. I've got a real disdain for this concept of so-called wireless charging when you've got a massive pad connected still to a wire. It's not wireless <laughs> at all. It's, it's just induction no, charging. So I, I, I think the lightning solution is brilliant. I've got lightning cables all around my house, everywhere. They're cheap as chips and they work fine. So I don't know. Even if I bought uh, an iPhone 10 or an 8, actually, I, I don't think I would be 
charging it on one of these mats. Um, so, because uh, unlike you guys, I mean, you, you know, maybe you live in busier places than me, but I don't see these charging mats out and about anywhere. I've never seen a, a public place that's got one, which would be where the advantage is, but I just haven't seen it myself. Oh, yeah. I think they're in my McDonald's around the corner from here. I think I've seen them in a Starbucks where I go to in Oxford. Uh, yeah, I saw them in the Middlesbrough branch of McDonald's two weeks ago for the first time. I just saw these little circles on the table. What are they? So I went over and had a look and it said... <laughs> The charging things. Oh, okay, that's pretty clever. So I'm looking forward to getting my iPhone X on launch day and going straight to McDonald's and <laughs> just put it down in the middle of uh, Middlesbrough McDonald's. <laughs> when you pick it up, you'll have to put your, your code in, you know, because everybody's face passing by will have put it into lockdown. <laughs> All there. right, so let's let's get to this. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the face ID. Okay, so for some reason. And hopefully, well, hopefully, I hope to find out why, because because I'm flummoxed, right? But you are you are you are so against this feature, when it, and it didn't help at the time that it looked like <laughs> Craig had a, a failure on the stage, because as soon as he had the failure, through my little text window, he come see. <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh, that was so unfortunate, wasn't it? I don't. I felt sorry for him actually. Oh, it was. Now it transpires, however, that they'd either reset the phone recently before they stuck it out there on the stage, or too many people had handled it. So, in that case, it reverts back to asking for a code just to make sure you're mm-hmm. you're you. Um, but he, he he was quite professional about it, as you would expect him to be. He just carried on with his presentation, and the next one worked flawlessly. And then he did it again to make sure to show everyone it wasn't a fluke. He did it yeah. again and again, and he, he'd done it as many times. Well, he'd done it far more times than I believe he had originally scripted for. But there's still something about that. that and you're not alone in this. I've seen this in a lot of uh, opinion pieces written up on, on Twitter and, and stuff. But you, you seem to... F- be of the opinion that it's going to be worse mm. than a fingerprint ID. Yeah, well, I do actually. I, that's a, that's a, in summary. I do think it's well. It's certainly no better, but I think it probably is worse because I, I I think these devices like or these uh, techniques like Touch ID and like Face ID, they're not just about security. They're about convenience as well. And and I think it's about a balance between security and convenience. And I I really think Touch ID is the perfect balance. It's 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 good enough that it works like all the time for my thumb, recognise my thumb all the time, apart from when I get out of the shower and then I just put in my code, no problem. Um, anyone else's thumb rejects every time, no problem. And if they try too many times, it goes into that into that mode. It says, right, I want your passcode now. All good stuff. But the convenience side of it is where it all comes into its own. So I was, I've been trying it ever since the, I've been observing it ever since the presentation this week, how I use my own Touch ID button. And most often I use it as I'm lifting the phone out of my pocket and the phone is already unlocked before it ever goes anywhere near my face it's perfect i I put my thumb on i press and i lift my phone it's already open and at at the last app i was using so face id for starters can't beat that because it will only unlock when it sees your face so you know you pull it out your pocket and you've got to raise your hand you've got to look at it you've got to give it your attention with your eyes as well only at that point can it unlock so it's not going to be as convenient in those circumstances. It can't be. It's physically impossible unless you got, unless it can flip back time by a fraction of a second. It can't do it. But that's 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 what I'm I'm seeing. It is literally a fraction of a second. I I don't see. I understand what you're saying, but then I can beat you even quicker than that. Just turn it off totally and have your phone unlocked as soon as you take it out of your pocket. Hmm. I know there'll be a security breach. Granted, obviously, exactly. Apple Pay won't work. Well, that's why I was saying it's about the balance between the two, because my my Touch ID uh, usage is is secure and convenient. It's a, it's a great balance. I don't think they needed to mess with that. I don't think they wanted to mess with it either. I think if they'd have had their way, they would have put Touch ID in this phone as well, but it wasn't technically possible. And one, one of the reasons why I say that still is that if you listen to the um, the John Gruber interview with Craig Federici, which has only just been published just hours before we're talking now, um, at one of the points... John Gruber tries to um, suggest to Craig that uh, he's trying to help him out. He's basically saying, you know, so it seems to me that, you know, Apple's all in on now on Face ID. You see this as the next great biometric uh, security technique. And, you know, this is the way forward. Leaving leaving Touch ID behind is the implication. And he, he doesn't agree. If you listen carefully, Craig doesn't agree with that. In fact, he, he sort of weasel words a little bit and says, oh, well, it's, um, it's about a combination of uh, techniques and, you know, for different circumstances and so on. And I think that means he's leaving the door open for Touch ID to be there as well, eventually, because it is so damn good. It's almost perfect. So, I mean, I think Face ID's got a lot of um, utility for lots of other things not just uh, animated emojis and stuff like that but uh, other useful things like the you know depth sensing and, and attention recognition to uh, 
tailor your notifications. All those good things it's good for. And, of course, it's good for ambient um, uh, authentication. But in conjunction with Touch ID, it would be a perfect combo. But I think the the best balance of security and, and convenience is is Touch ID. Yeah, but again, so I, I go back, as, as we were in our chat, and I sent... I sent you a, a Google search of all the stories, well, a few stories that came out about the Touch ID before it was experienced by by the masses. And they're, mm-hmm. all, they're all along the similar thing. And I understand where you're coming from because it's, it's, it's different. It's new. It's, un, it's untested by us. We've just been sold snake oil at the moment by these people on the stage who are obviously going to say it's wonderful. But in a few weeks, well, <laughs> a month or so's time, we're going to find out for true. Now, <clears throat> I've got no reason to distrust the likes of, of Craig or, or Tim because more often than not, they are pretty truthful with their predictions and how this stuff works and how yeah. effective it is. And they are, he's like Craig, especially. I mean, everybody loves Craig. <laughs> I've never heard anyone say a bad uh, w- word against the guy. But he's saying, um, once you've been using this, he's hearing the criticisms that you've just you've just uh, mm. uh, mapped out there, and he's saying, "I understand this, but literally wait until you experience it yourself." Now that yeah. could be marketing speak, granted, but he's saying you just forget after a few days because it's new. You have to adapt, but then once after that, it's just clean sailing, just like Touch ID was back in the day. And I, I absolutely remember when Touch ID came along. Everyone was poo-pooing it. Everyone was saying, well, how's this more convenient? Say say I lost my thumb. and Well, you've got bigger problems then, haven't you, at that yeah. point in time? <laughs> but, uh, you know, or if I'm wearing gloves, or if I'm doing this, or if I'm doing that, there's always, there's always cases where things will not be more convenient but oh yeah always... but, but i'm not I'm really not saying that because i i agree with you that both both uh authentication methods have examples where they don't work and in that in your mm. backstop is your code that's not a problem yep. what i'm saying is when when they each do work touch id is better that's what I'm saying. But better than what? We got nothing to try it against. <laughs> well, from what we've seen in the demo, maybe maybe they didn't do themselves any favours in the demo because it was ever so clunky and clumsy that demo. Like the, the and the fact that they built in a separate swipe that you need to do as well. So not only do you have to take your phone out your pocket and it's still locked, lift it to your face, it's still locked. Give it some time to recognise your face. Okay, it might be very quick, but it takes time. Then it's unlocked. You still got to swipe up with your thumb to get to the home screen. Because all unlocking it does is takes you to your notifications. But that combination of getting to your home screen, out your pocket, lift it to your face, watch it for a fraction of a second, then swipe as well. You know, how, how is that that quicker? <laughs> it's not quicker. It's slower than just sticking your thumb in your pocket and bringing it out and it's already unlocked. I keep hearing, the, the biggest complaint I keep hearing is people say you've got to like pick it up and point it towards your face. That's what you do anyway when you're going to look at your phone. <laughs> You know, you're looking yeah, at your I phone mean, otherwise you, you can unlock you can unlock your phone getting it out of your pocket, but unless you're actually looking at it, what's the point? <laughs> no, but yes. when I when I look at that's what I'm saying, I've been t- looking at it this week. When I look at my phone, it is already right. unlocked. Right. Okay. But that's uh, it, uh, t- the only thing <laughs> the only thing that concerns me of all this thing is extra work that we have to put in to unlock our phone. Somewhere there's a seven year old boy in a mine somewhere <laughs> who's thinking all right yeah all right you're gonna guilt trip me now aren't you <laughs> is this is this what people are complaining about in the thir- first world for god's sake oh my no i i really don't like the touch id implementation of uh, when you've got not- home screen notifications and you've got to just rest your finger on touch id but don't push it in otherwise it'll take you to your home screen mm-hmm. i always every so often i just put a bit too much pressure on it and it takes me through to my home screen and I'll lose all my notifications I need to swipe down and go back through to them so that's a big annoying part for me and also I cook a lot and I use my phone for recipes and you know I use my phone in the shower I don't use it in the shower but Sorry? I, <laughs> I play music in the shower right okay because you know it's waterproof so the steam doesn't really bother it that much and then when I get out my hands are too wet to use touch ID so I need to type in my fast code but the past touch screen doesn't work as well because my hands are a little bit damp or whatever so the touch id would just be perfect for that yeah. just to sorry face ID. See, all, I, I look at all these arguments and they're all they're all totally superfluous i don't believe any of them are world changing issues that are going to affect anyone for more than a day while they readjust and then it'll just become the new norm I, it's just it's just different that's it and most people especially tech people and especially if people have got a bit of programming behind them, like I know you have, Alan, is, is we look at change and we don't like it. It's mm-hmm. just, I'm used to doing it this way and that's it. And it's worked perfectly for me. But then something comes along and slightly, change it, slightly changes it and we all start going, oh no, but what about this? What about this, that and the other? And, <laughs> and I just don't, just 
just wait and you're not you, as you say you ain't got that much to worry about alan you're not going to buy it so yeah oh yeah i know <laughs> so, it's all totally theoretical angst i've got here <laughs> now exactly now come november the third when these things arrive and 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 your your views are realized and it does come to fruition that uh, it's just just come, like become real that these things do not function properly then either apple have made a massive miscalculation which is possible but fairly rare or or or, or like i said i just don't think it's going to happen i just mm-hmm. do not think they would have bet their entire company which is what the iphone is on something that might not work that well yeah i mean they seem confident you've got to give them that Ex- exactly there's, there's no way they was i mean if it was if it truly didn't work i would imagine they just wouldn't release it and they would have decided that a long time ago it wouldn't have been four weeks ago you know four weeks ago in time where they started to go oh we still can't get this to work okay scrap it they would have known a lot earlier than that mm-hmm. because of all the million stuff that's had to go gets all the logistics that has to go behind producing one of these things it's, it's astounding and and they're confident about this this thing working and not only in broad daylight but also in dark and and it would be interesting to see how it actually it, you know on a stage with a demo with with good lighting and stuff great that works fantastic wait till you're out at a pop concert or wait till you're out you know on a date walking through the park or so i don't know whatever you might be doing or in the shower <laughs> we're calling the dean but it's not dark so, in the yeah. shower <laughs> <laughs> the lights are Right. Well, that helps something. But so, yeah, I mean, there's there's so many different scenarios that the phone is going to uh, be experiencing, which Apple might not have particularly thought about. And there will be issues where it doesn't work. I'm sure there will be. And then over time, they'll learn and they fix it. Remember, remember when the Touch ID came out? It was fast for us back then, but then Touch ID 2 came along and we couldn't believe how far much. You barely rested your finger on the phone and it was unlocking. Yeah before you even wanted it to sometimes as Dean was saying I think that well that's um, kind of what I'm hoping for really is that it, that by the second iteration of this face ID in a year or two years it'll be you know it'll be good it'll yeah. be just as quick and just as convenient but I think um, we are going to be a bit on the bleeding edge with this with the iPhone X's implementation of it so I mean you know but the um the compensation for it is, is great, isn't it? You can have a great little gadget in your hand with a brilliant screen, and it's gonna it's gonna delight you every day. But I, I do think it will also be a little bit irritating if, every day if if you get niggly little um, unlock problems. Either way, and and lockout problems because the other thing, what happened to Craig on stage? You know, people people cleaning his phone beforehand set off too many false um att- what the phone thought were attempts to unlock it and he said no you're not craig you're not craig you're not craig right i'm locking myself and by the time he picked it up and it was craig it was locked but how how often is that going to happen out in the wild like in mcdonald's or on a tube train or whatever you might be holding your pull your phone up and, and there's a sea of faces behind you is it gonna who's it, is it gonna pick the right person is it gonna fail and is it gonna offer you the the passcode more often than it should things like that could be irritating and then you've got the thief the casual thief scenario like someone grabs your phone even if it's unlocked you're holding it by your side it's unlocked they point it at your face and run it's unlocked now no one no one on a tube train grabs your hand forces your thumb on and then runs away with your phone but they got they stand a chance if all they got to do is wave it at your face and run i yeah okay technically that could happen i've 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 seen muggins they don't happen like that <laughs> <laughs> the muggy the muggers don't care about the data on your phone that no. could be valuable or chances are not valuable at all to them that's it they want it for the parts anyway. So, yeah. Yeah. And even if they do get away, they can't let that phone go back to sleep. Uh, all you need to do is get to another device and then sign into iCloud and wipe it. Yeah. You know, they can turn it off and then it's just as good. But they want they want them for parts mainly. Yeah. I think the, some of the, many of the crooks have caught onto the fact that the, the data is pretty much locked in there. Uh, yeah. But uh, I know it's if you're really determined, as the FBI apparently were a few years ago, you can get in and get that information. But uh, yeah. on the whole, no, they just want them for parts. That's, mm. that's oh, all they want. Good, uh, it's probably a good time to mention a new security feature in iOS 11, which is not just on the iPhone X, it's on all the iOS 11 devices, as far as I know. Um, if you unlock a phone with biometrics... And you plug it into a computer. If it's a new computer that it hasn't recognized before, when you click trust, you need to enter in your passcode. So you can't transfer any data off of the phone oh, to a computer uh, without entering a number. Brilliant. Oh, it's just surprising they've left that open for so long, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think I think it's mainly because of the American law where they can't force you to put a passcode in, but they can force you to use your biometric data, your fingerprint or ah, your face. Okay. 
so they're putting this lock as well where you um can i think you press the side button and the volume button at the same time and it disables face id temporarily mm. it's quite reassuring that apple's getting as, as paranoid as i am <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think it's just to work around the bugs in the American policing system from what I can <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh dear. Anyway, so so you're not so like I say, I, I'm I'm holding judgment. I've got faith it'll work because just I trust Apple when it comes to these kinds of things. They, they don't tend to stake their reputation on, on snake oil um statements, for example. Uh like a few other companies that we won't mention but uh but yeah i i think it's uh, i gotta give them the benefit of the doubt i'm gonna wait we're obviously gonna hear we obviously can't all do it until the 28th i want to say i can't remember but uh of october but i'm sure people will be getting some hands-on time with this device between yeah. now and then because it's a month and a half away still but i'm i'm sure like the uh the john grubers and, and the jim dalrymples and renee richies and, and stuff should be able to get hold of one of these things and mm-hmm. as long as there's no embargo they should be able to tell us and, and and i'm sure they will tell us if these things i mean i can i know like for example if renee richie gets hold of his one he'll be running out in all kinds of stuff all <laughs> yeah. kinds of situations trying to fall this thing because it's just what he does he's a nutter <laughs> yes that's what we need really i think because if, if people start even videoing real world examples of it in use rather than demonstration stage examples mm. then uh, that'll perhaps put people's minds at rest because they were maybe because they were explaining it they were showing things step by step weren't they and everything seemed to be a two-step or a three-step process on stage whereas maybe in real life it's just a lot more fluid than that like yeah. uh, apple pay as well when he kept explaining how you use apple pay it sounded terrible to me the touch id one sorry the uh, face id one he was talking about you know lift your phone look at it then hold it next to the terminal then click <laughs> it was like what all i do with mine now is just touch my thumb on the button and hold it next to the thing it's easy but yeah. perhaps it is just as easy actually in real time when you're not having to explain it to a thousand people there's that as well and of course the other thing that doesn't help is when they went into the to the viewing room um only the staff were could use the face unlock stuff so it's all programmed for the staff Mm, yeah um because again it's a controlled situation they don't want they don't want it something horribly go wrong and then every single blogger or or reporter in there says it's fouled miserably (laughs) but once they start shipping the units out to uh, various reviewers and stuff then we'll get to see you know how how it actually is and i've i've got the faith i mean i'm, I'm gonna hold judgment obviously until i get my one because it might not be able to pick up me because i'm so devilishly handsome it just <laughs> you know i can well or i could crack the glass on on the camera who knows i don't know what you could do but uh <laughs> but uh yeah speaking of cracked glasses christ now we've got a glass front and glass back again oh the repair hmm. this is uh, i'm what do you reckon uh, Apple Care this time. I can't afford it after this. <laughs> <laughs> it's two hundred quid, I think it is. Yeah, that's, that's not a bad price, really. Um, no, I have never, ever, ever touched wood. Um, <laughs> broken, not smashed a phone. I've dropped it. I haven't broke it since, or cracked it since the iPhone 3G. Um, that was my first phone. So I've had good running so far. It's been ten years. Are you do. <laughs> <laughs> 10 years so works, even, even before then i've never broke a phone even though you know i used to have nokia's back then and they were practically indestructible so it doesn't <laughs> that doesn't really matter uh, so um uh, no i'm gonna chance it i'm gonna chance it, it apparently it's the strongest glass in the world with aluminium backings and whatnot okay. i want to test it out I, always say that, it is. I do like the new uh leather cases though oh uh, yeah but we <laughs> okay right so one of the cases is the folio case right and you can put money and credit cards and stuff in there, mm-hmm. but then that will mess up Apple, mess up Apple Pay because if you put that card onto say the uh, the Oyster Reader, yeah. See, this is my first world problem now coming forward, Alan. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so if you've got a folio case with your credit card in and your yeah and your um your phone and you've unlocked it with Apple Pay, you're gonna get what is it called? Card clash or, or something. Like that. Yeah, they'll say eighty percent one card. So um, yeah, it looks nice, but it's a hundred quid that folio, and I think the level ones are fifty quid. I would assume hasn't it got some sort of um, protective thing? You know, the the, the blocking thing that blocks ferrite. A ferrite. I have not know what it's called. Yeah, Faraday cage. Faraday has it. Ferrite has bloody explosives in it. <laughs> Yeah, have they built in like a, a protection to stop the RFID signal leaking out? Maybe I, I don't think so. I don't. I, I could be wrong, but it doesn't look. It, it, it's a most basic write-up ever I've ever seen of a of a wallet. <laughs> I gotta say. However, I'm, let's be honest. I'm gonna go on Amazon and buy one for a tenner. So <laughs> I'm gonna put my one thousand yeah. pound phone into a ten pound <laughs> ten pound protective case. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, oh, I'll be getting a case become? for my wife because uh, she can't be trusted. Oh, she's, <laughs> she's smashed. No, she a, don't listen. She's smashed a phone before, so um, <laughs> she doesn't get to have caseless phones anymore. Unfortunately, do either of you use that Apple payment plan thing where you get um, you get Apple Care Plus thrown in? Richard Harkness, I think, is on that. Ah. You're talking about the Apple. Mm. Oh, I forget the name. <laughs> yeah, I forget the name of it too. The one where you. Where you buy it, you sort of lease the phone, don't you? And you got the option to swap it. Yeah. Upgrade program, I think. Yeah, it's that's it. it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't have that for a few reasons. One, it used to be. I don't know if it is now. It used to be you could only do it through a shop, and my nearest store is like a two-hour round trip away. You had perfect traffic. Mm. Oh, um, yeah. So that's a pain. Um, because yeah, they got CID apparently. I think when you set it up. Yeah, that's that sounds about right. I think in America, I've, I read that they can do it delivered to your. They pick up and deliver it to your house now. They pick up your old phone mm. and deliver a new one. So that's quite nice. Um, and also, if I'm paying cold hard cash, I can normally guarantee a delivery. You know, I don't have to queue up in a store. Mm-hmm. I can just you know go there eight a.m. in the morning, use my Apple Pay thumbprint or face print, and. <laughs> It comes to me like, you know, a week later or whatever. So I can pretty much guarantee. And the resale value I'll get on my year old phone pretty much subsidizes that quite a lot, although probably not as much this year. <laughs> now, yeah, I think you, you still can get a better deal if you sell the, f- the phone yourself, can't you? But it's just the hassle of yeah. selling it yourself, I suppose. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, that's also the reason I don't get the Apple Care as well, is because it only lasts for, um, I only normally have my phone for one year before I sell it on or move it on to someone else. And then if something goes wrong, you know, I had such a good run of nothing going wrong. If I would have got Apple Care of each one, that would have added up to a lot more money than what I'd just pay for one-off repair. Yeah. So so you're probably in credit as far as uh, yeah. repair costs go, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So if I smash my screen on my new one, I think it's like maybe 200 quid to replace. If it's that bad, I'll replace it. And, you know, just buy the book. <laughs> anyway, we had some other things announced as well. So, obviously, we're getting the Apple Watch Series 3 coming out as well. Now, obviously, we've got LTE in this one, or cellular, I suppose, if you're in the UK. It's, it looks very nice. It, it, it's a lot faster. Um, it looks a nice little watch, a nice addition. Basically, looks exactly the same. However, if you're getting a cellular one, it's now got a little red dot on the side of the digital crown, which is lovely. So, just to distinguish that, yes, I have the latest and greatest. <laughs> <laughs> I saw something on one of the news feeds this morning that apparently there's a, there's a company that's always made little um, stickers for your digital crown, even with the old phones, so you could colour coordinate them with your strap. So you could get yellow, blue and all that. But well, the key thing is they've got red as well. So if you buy a, a pack of red stickers from these people, you can you too can pretend you've got an Apple Watch uh, LTE 3 or whatever it is. <laughs> yes. So the um, the interesting thing, the only carrier in the UK at the moment that's going to carry the cellular stuff is EE. And being a being a carrier, of course, they were totally unprepared <laughs> for the for the sudden brush of interest they seem to get on on social media the following day or even the same evening. And I've read their website and I've we've contacted EE by phone and i'm still none the flipping wiser what i meant to do so the the deal appears to me if you want to have your your watch on the cellular plan is you have to have an ee account you have to have a pay monthly type account and then you can on launch day apparently through the app go in and add your watch to your current account or you know existing account Mm. but if you ring them up they try and sell you the watch not the not just the not just the plan. So, you know, we're saying, no, I'm saying, but I've bought it from Apple. Oh, well, you can cancel your order and come for it. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. And so I, I basically wanted the question to be is if you go to their website, they have a number of plans that you can join, right? And most of them last for a year, apart from the pay-as-you-go ones, but I don't think you can use with the Apple Watch um, for whatever reason. Anyway, so everyone you sign up for is a year. So, But the wording is on sele- on selective tariffs well what one's that because they Mm. don't bother telling you what the (laughs) what the ones are that you could join to then add the watch next friday so it's it's all it's all guesswork it's it's awful and you talk to the the the, you know the guy on the phone he he was quite helpful and stuff but he he didn't know he was just trying to sell me a watch yeah it's too expensive to guess isn't it at that sort of level so that's a shame really apple um, would be disappointed by that i think so what i'm gonna have to do is i'm gonna have to i've ordered it anyway so i just won't use cellular straight away um so then i'm so then another interesting thing happened on twitter because obviously other for customers
customers for other carriers started saying to like the likes of O2, the likes of 3, when are you getting it? And, and they all replied back basically the same. We started the start of the day, early afternoon. Um, at the moment, he has the exclusive on this. And that was it. That was the, the reply, standard reply they got. And then as, as, the, as the hours wore on, they started getting uh, responses that say, currently... EE is the only perk carrier in the UK, but watch this space. Now, I don't know if that's a pun, watch this space, <laughs> like some cheeky little chat going, oh, fuzzy, right? Or they're implying that some negotiations are now going on uh, uh, behind the scenes because there was a report of, of one of these. Hang on, I'll just find the link. And, it's, uh, and it says, update, O2 have now confirmed that they will be getting, um, it will be joining now network. Unfortunately, at this time, there's no firm date given. So one has already confirmed, like, apparently said that they're going to also join uh, the carriers at the moment. And again, three said something similar. Someone tweeted to them. They said, watch this space. News will be coming soon. Um, granted, this thing's not even out till next week. So I don't know how quickly these deals can be put in place. But it seems weird. Why would you? Why didn't they learn from O2 back in the day when the iPhone was only available on, the O2, on O2? Because that was a horrible network at the time, I remember. And uh, I didn't want to join it. So the first thing, well, I did finally get a, a phone, an iPhone. It, it, that's the reason we jailbroke it. So we could add it to Photophone, I think it was at the time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like these exclusive things when it comes to like technology like this. I think it's nonsense. No, it doesn't help the market, does it? Did uh, he? Did he give you any idea how much the additional charge is going to be for a watch? No, because he wanted he wanted to sell me a phone, uh, a watch. But oh. they've said subsequently, like the EE boss Mark Alera, as basically says it's going to start. Here's the other thing: he says five quid a month, right? But mm. then the the the, the material because from five pound a month. Well, mm. what is it? <laughs> suggest it's from i think does that encompass it'll be like five pound a month if you provide your own watch and then the from covers the 25 pound a month minimum that it is if they yeah. give it a watch well that's the problem isn't it what what is it i mean that that's is, the point. it's not, it it's not be... clear no and that's yeah i used to work for a company similar to ee <laughs> it was ee uh, <laughs> that's pretty similar yeah no this is a long time ago but um yeah, recently they've they've been in bed for quite deep with Apple. Um, like they're giving away this Apple Music for six months, I think, if you sign up to a new mm-hmm. contract. So they've got like, these really good deals with Apple where they give you, you know, they're quite close. So they're getting exclusivity on this watch tariff. I'm not sure how long this will be, three or six months maybe. I can't imagine it'll be that long term because Apple essentially wants it to be everywhere, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. Has it been confirmed that now that you can buy an LTE watch from Apple and, um, and just not bother to... Um, to initialize it against any network yeah. it still works doesn't it As, yeah 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 it was it just it basically just turned the area off so uh, you go through the setting up process and you just skip that bit yeah because the the three the the lte or the cellular watches have got a few improvements haven't they over the other ones so some people might think it's worth buying them anyway even if they're never going to connect them to a network because they've got more internal storage and they've got um, yeah. ceramic backs instead of that composite back um oh have they yeah <laughs> i didn't yeah. know that it's <laughs> good to know anyway so that, i've ordered one of them uh, and then I'm going to decide when I've actually got it if I'm going to jump ship from three. I'm only on three bad you go. And and they've recently got rid of their unlimited tier and also stuck the price up a bit. Mm. But uh, but I don't want to go for this again. I remember it used to be a hassle trying to work out what tariff to get and, and, and whatnot. And I don't want to go back to those days. I know it'll probably only be for a year and this will be it. And then next year, everything will go back to normal because everybody will have it. Yeah. I just don't like exclusive, exclusive deals. It's just, you know, no. it's no good for the customers. They say, it's, oh yeah, it gives the customer choice. How does one carrier give the customer choice it's <laughs> the george orwell school of marketing isn't it exactly dear god yeah it's like the mm. old fall thing you can have anything color you want as long as it's black <laughs> i must admit this um this apple watch 3 was the thing that tempted me the most and it is the thing i think i will buy first out of everything that was offered at the at this keynote because I'll, I'll wait till near christmas though when you know even argos or Corey's pc world or someone starts knocking 50 quid off or here or there and i, I think i will probably get an lte Series 3 watch. I think it looked brilliant. And I have to say, the, this was the highlight of the entire keynote for me. That uh, that call that Jeff made to uh, <laughs> a woman they called Deirdre for some reason, even though she's called Deirdre. Yeah, what was that about? <laughs> Deirdre. <laughs> but that, that was a fantastic bit of theatre, wasn't it? When he starts talking to her just with voice only, and then they cut to her and she's on a paddleboard in the middle of a lake. So it was That was fantastic, I thought. It was one of the best things I've seen in a keynote. She did fall in. She should have fallen in and proved it was waterproof. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Come on. It's a missed opportunity there. 
Mm-hmm. If it had been a, a call between a, if it had been a call between Craig and Deidre, yes. the UK would have gone mad because it's Craig, it's Deirdre. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Uh, obviously, the, uh, the them building cellular um, aerial into this is going to hit the battery, and there's reports that, for example, on well Apple's own site that they expect to only get about an hour completely talking from your your watch which sounds really low but actually it's probably about right i mean i have no idea what the other ones uh last how long they last when they're using the the lte or the cellular signal uh, and the microphone (laughs) and everything and the speakers but of course we knew that was going to happen there's no way unfortunately the watch could do all those extra functions and and not take a power hit yeah i suppose most most users are going to be after the data over lte aren't they rather than voice anyway now also i saw another report today i didn't read it fully because we had to start the show but um even though it's on the 4g network and here for example um it will only work on 4g it hasn't got the 3g signal chip in it so mm-hmm. bear that in mind i think uh, if i read the piece right so if you wander out of a 4g signal area your watch is not going to work uh, and even when it has got 4g it apparently only operates at 3g speeds <laughs> which no, i right. think what <laughs> okay <laughs> and a bit odd. one more thing it doesn't allow roaming so you can't use it oh, abroad, yes. outside of the country Oh, only in the UK or the country you've bought in. Yeah, because that'll be tied to the, these these carriers again. It's 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 a crazy situation. Bloody thing. Yeah, well. It's amazing that Apple have managed to uh, keep the watch the same size, isn't it? Whereas every other manufacturer's watch that has got three G or, or LTE built in is like the size of a wagon wheel on your wrist, isn't it? So it's incredible that it's still the same smallish apple watch that we're used to even the 38 millimeter supports it it's incredible yeah i I was tempted to get a smaller watch this time because like being such a big guy i thought i could have a really teeny tiny apple watch it would look weird (laughs) but i didn't (laughs) because that's just me i just found the battery test on on apple so they're saying uh talk time would be three hours while it's connected to the iphone or one hour when it's just connected to lte all day battery life is still 18 hours they're suggesting audio playback 10 hours workout so this would concern some like hardcore gym rats for example uh workout will be 10 hours indoor workout five hours outdoor workout with gps and four hours outdoor workout with gps and lte so mm. if you, if you want to go jogging streaming music and and tracking your your progress you're only going to be able to do it for about four hours which like mm. to me sounds a crazy amount of time to go running but <laughs> but i'm overweight <laughs> but uh, yeah it's good I'm, I'm looking forward to this i'm looking forward to the speed like, like you know the apple watch has become one of my favorite items that i use strangely enough every day um i wish they'd figured out a way to keep the time on it all the time you know because it's just one of those it's not a big problem it's just one of those silly little niggles but uh yeah i mean well the other thing that's exclusive to this series three which was quite impressive was um siri talks back to you now doesn't yes. it that's yeah. nice so i don't know what the limitation was on that they said because they put more power into it she can now talk back i was thinking right <laughs> but but right okay but i bet you still need a signal to say anything to be i bet it's not doing in watch is it again no yeah so it's gonna have to send that information either back to the phone and then off to the servers and then wait for it to come back and cut. so i, I don't know I have to, again i have to wait and see how it actually works out in practice so which um so which watch did you buy which watch and strap combo i just bought the 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 um the aluminium black with the black strapper, just like I've got now. Okay, I noticed there was Very a... boring. I thought they made a mistake because there's like two black watches exactly the same next to each other, but it turns out one's black, one's What's very gray? dark grey. <laughs> so it's <Yeah>. slightly, slightly <laughs> less grey. Yeah. I mean. One's black and one's slightly less black. Um, Although they don't look... They, they look identical, as you say, on the picture. Yeah, I can't hmm. remember which one I ordered. I ordered the non-cellular one, either black or grey, and then I ordered the a strap to go with it i ordered the um new sport loop the oh, yeah. black sport loop looks like it's got little colors embedded into it as well it's uh looks quite nice well i look forward to waiting a, a few weeks and then i'll get a rip-off one on amazon so. <laughs> i was gonna say those those uh uh what do you call them like canvas looking um copies of the milanese loop do look good the one that dean's bought i thought they, that looked a nice design they were the ones they were used on stage weren't they because he put them on ever so quick it was just a little swipe of his wrist and his new watch was on so i uh, must have been using those wrist id <laughs> be next counts all the hairs oh anyway let's then we'll come on to the one well for me the one true reveal of the entire 
presentation. And that was when we got to the Apple TV and the statement about 4K movies. Now, we knew 4K movies were coming. We'd seen like countless rumors of people, um, they appeared, they appeared on, on people's receipts and things like this for if they bought HD copies a few weeks ago. But he then came on stage and he said the, the 4K movie variants will be exactly the same price as the current HD ones. And that's not all, because anything that you've previously bought that has a 4K fi equivalent film of it will be upgraded for free. And I just cannot believe this. Firstly, <laughs> that's about seven quid cheaper than what Amazon are currently doing it. I've gone through, there's a, there's a, there's a website with a full list of all the 4K stuff <clears throat> that will be coming out next Friday. And it's quite extensive. It's much more extensive, like, you know, if you go and browse Amazon, uh, their digital library because that was one thing i was worried about i was worried about how many would actually come out and and be 4k where's well, a significant amount of films and and hopefully they're going to add over the coming weeks and months and years of course the big problem is one of the holdouts is disney mm. the own marvel and star wars and god knows what else which is a shame but yep currently disney only have one 4k film <laughs> which is what guardians guardians of the galaxy 2 so it's not like we're missing out on a hell of a lot of content at the moment although you know they're just waiting to re-release all their old content on 4k that's going to be a big thing i bet and star yeah. wars as well and the marvel catalog but currently it's just one film we're missing out on with disney now the problem with when it comes to digital downloads uh, and it's always been an issue is because they have to compress it massively down to obviously make it so you can stream it so you can get it from the servers to your to your home uh, and obviously as soon as you start compressing you introduce artifacts and, and and things like this so obviously the new format the hevc is going to help out here but also the sheer processing power that they're putting into that box will will uh, is going to have some real benefits when it comes to decoding this stuff and apple have always been in my humble opinion their 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 conversions their their compressions are absolutely amazing i've never seen any other company do it as well as well i don't have no idea how what their settings are and i'd love to know uh, but the way they compress movies, even in te old 1080p, looks stunning. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what they can do with 4K. Now, the other problem is, is obviously we want, we will obviously want some of the classic movies at some point. Some of the old films shot on, vid uh, on, on film. And this can present a bit of a problem sometimes. Because when, because it all comes down to how these things are converted from stock f uh, film to to digital format and if they're compressed wrong you end up with a dodgy copy for example what's the film i'm thinking that they did there was released um a blu-ray uhd movie of some old classic gangster film what was it oh god it slipped my mind goodfellas? I think it's my goodfellas yeah goodfellas and whoever did the encoding messed up the lighting they messed up the black levels so when you watch the film it seems brighter than it actually is it, even though it's meant to be 4k hdr they messed up the conversion process so now hopefully someone some point in time is going to go back and fix that and put the black levels back down but that's always going to be a problem it was a problem when dvd started coming out it was a problem when when hd uh, when blu-ray things cut started coming out it's all in how these companies treat their products um and this is the reason why we started getting criterion collections if you if you remember your dvd releases back in the day where they painstakingly recreate these films and mm. i know we <clears throat> it's always a possibility with a new with a new um a new format that companies will rush in and do botched jobs on, on some of these conversions so that will be something to watch out for i think moving forward but that's not apple's fault they're just they're just pumping it out i mean they get the they get the the high quality film from whoever and then they do their encoding and then they push it out mm. yeah funny you mentioned goodfellas um because i've been downloading the dolby vision hdr films to my ipad pro just to compare the file size versus my uh macbook to see how much they differ and in the i've downloaded like logan the new king kong film the martian and the difference is about two gigabytes to add the hdr so it's 1080p with hdr it adds two gigabytes to the file size Goodfellas, however, adds um, 12 or 13 gigabytes. <laughs> it's an wow. 18, 19 gigabyte movie in 1080p HDR. So I think someone's messed up with the conversion of Goodfellas again <laughs> <laughs> on the iTunes store. Because it definitely shouldn't be adding that much. Especially when I play it back next to the regular iTunes copy on my Mac, it's doesn't look any different so i thought originally i thought have i downloaded the 4k one by accident have they served me the wrong file and no it's just a really terrible encoding 
Oh dear. Oh, there'll be a few little missteps along the way, yeah. but it's, it's incredible how quickly it's happening, isn't it? And, and that was a that was Eddie Q's um, highlight of the the whole presentation, really, wasn't it? Announcing that. Totally unexpected. Yeah. I mean, I suppose some people were hoping this might be what would happen, but nobody really believed it would. So, no, I was I was expecting to have to pay some money. I I think a few weeks ago we had our predictions. I thought we'd have to pay you know a few a few dollars, a few pounds per video we want to upgrade. Carl thought Hollywood was super greedy and would just make us buy them all again a second time, but in four K. <laughs> Which doesn't sound unreasonable given uh, Hollywood's track record, but I don't think any of us expected a free upgrade to our existing library. And this is just made me so happy that I've invested in iTunes over this time, over uh, any other platform. Mm-hmm. I've yeah. not I've not bought many movies from iTunes, but one I did buy was The Martian, like you mentioned earlier. And as soon as I saw the um, the HDR tag appear on that, I looked at it on my iPad Pro, the ten point five one, and it is it's brilliant. It's stunning, actually. I was I couldn't believe what I was seeing. It looks lush. The whole thing looks fantastic. <laughs> now, I want to point out, Alan. The reason you can currently see it today is because you're running iOS 11 on your iPad Pro. Yes, so you that's need right. iOS 11 on there to uh, to actually take advantage of it. And of course, we've now got a release date for iOS 11, and it's going to be well next Tuesday, basically September mm. the 19th, where we'll all be able to. Um, if we've got iPad Pros, see the glorious HDR colours. Should be pointed out, it's only the current iPad Pros, the yes. current latest models. That's it, the two the two new ones. Yep, and the new iPhones 8 and 8X. No, mm-hmm. not 8. 8 and 10. 8 and 10. 8 and 10, yeah. What about, what about the iMacs, the 5K iMacs? No, it doesn't do it on my MacBook, and I've got the MacBook Pro from this summer, the rest of the MacBook Pro, which I thought it would, but maybe it's waiting for an iTunes update or High Sierra's not out for a few more weeks yet so I don't know yeah so uh, Mac OS High Sierra is coming out on September 25th which I believe is a two Mondays away so that's not too long fortunately you know we've had longer gaps between these these release dates and so it'll be nice to for everything be on a level playing field at some point in a few by the end of the month anyway yeah. uh, so we can take advantage of all the cross pollinization of all the all the various services and, and, and whatnot so i'm looking forward to that because it's like getting a new machine now i am going to do a, a a patreon episode which i'll probably put out free with dean um about how to do a completely fresh install for high sierra and hopefully we'll be calling that sometime this weekend dean i forgot to tell you (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and then we'll push that out i'll make it a free patreon one so anybody can go head over to our patreon page and and listen to this episode if you so wish um so i'll be doing that later this weekend but yeah because i think i'm gonna i'm gonna upgrade this imac completely from scratch when when high sierra comes out because it's it's brand new this year and i want it all the crud gone from the background so that would be nice for me to do. So I'm going to learn how to do it, and Dean's going to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to do the same thing, listen for that Patreon episode. Hmm. Um, anything else that we need to talk about? Anything else? I see you bought something. I see you did actually buy something, Alan, I can see from the notes I here. did, yeah, yeah, I did. It's incredible. It didn't get mentioned on stage. I don't know why. I bought the um, I bought the Apple 29-watt charger and a, a USB-C <laughs> to lightning cable for my iPad Pro. So <laughs> it's been available for a few months. I finally... I wanted to try out fast charging on my iPad Pro, and um, I was a bit underwhelmed. Really, it is faster. <laughs> I mean, you save about two hours <laughs> on on a full charge, but it's worth knowing. So, from from a completely empty iPad Pro 10.5, completely flat broke empty, I can get to 100% charged in about three and three quarter hours, which might sound mm. like a long time, but it's shorter than the uh, sort of five and three quarter hours it used to take. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely worth having. That's a, that's a big lump of battery in that thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. especially in the 12, 12 point yeah. ones. But I resisted ordering anything on after the after the event. I didn't order anything uh, that was announced at the keynote. But I, I think I think Christmas will be uh, the time I'll get the Apple Watch. I think that's what I'm starting to home in on. Oh, cool, cool. That's why it really shines the fast charging on the really big iPad. But um, the new phones as well are going to have fast charging. Yeah, which sounds quite mm. cool. So you've made a good investment there for when you eventually get under the new ones. Maybe next year yeah. with the X two. <laughs> It'll go my fast charging mat from Apple as well. I can lay my watch on and my phone on and my AirPods in the new case. <laughs> hey, so what wasn't that animation brilliant though? I mean, I'm, I don't, I don't, I'm not impressed by that mat, but I was impressed by the uh, the animations that appear on the iPhone screen when you slap another device on That's that it. mat. That was brilliant. It's worth looking again. It's like sort of a, you know, animation porn. It's brilliant. <laughs> now, come on. What do we think? 
price of that thing's going to be. It's not out till next year. So I'm I'm reckon I'm I'm thinking a hundred quid. Well, actually, no. If you get the Belkin type ones, the fast chargers from Belkins, they come to about between fifty and sixty quid if you get them from Amazon. So I'm thinking about hundred and fifty quid. I bet you. I was going to say one four nine. That was <laughs> that was my guess. I was say one two nine was the one I had in mind. It's like the price is right, okay. this, isn't it? <laughs> That's well, it. Is it? I, I lower. Yeah. It's like cheap, right. cheap, cheap on Channel Four. <laughs> oh dear. But um, anyway, yeah, I definitely see the price of being up over the hundred quid mark yeah. easy. Um, bit more if you're going to add the AirPod case as well, which is an extra sixty nine. What I believe sixty nine dollars, which roughly works out to sixty nine pounds. Yeah, but I think the whole the whole world that owns um, AirPods was relieved that there were new no new AirPods announced because oh, that yeah, was exactly. the rumor, wasn't it? Just, just the new case. Just, just the new case. Yeah. Which I don't know. I might be tempted to get it because I'm going to get the. The charging pad for my bedside table, just so I can throw my devices on it at night, and then in the morning they'll all be up and running. Until mm. <laughs> <laughs> you've knocked them off during the night. <laughs> but um, I can't. I don't think I could justify buying sixty nine pounds for a case for the AirPods. No, that's going to be a hard. Considering you got one, and the only difference is you don't have to plug it in. <laughs> I don't. Okay, okay, Apple, whatever, whatever. I'm sure there will be some buyers out there. On a trivial note, Carl, one thing we didn't really mention was um, those Animojis. How many iPhone 10s and 8 Pluses and so on do you think they're going to sell? Well, I know you've got to get inundated with them, Alan, and you won't be <laughs> yeah. able to do them back. <laughs> I know it. Oh, that's terrible, isn't it? It's like torture. Yeah, They're only on the um, iPhone 10 at the moment. That's right, iPhone 10. Yeah, you're right. That's it. Yep. So you, you're just have to, you just have to take them because as we <laughs> unlock our phones with our faces, Alan, and you're still in the dark ages with your thumb. <laughs> <laughs> yes. God, which character are you going to pick then? What's the closest to you? I don't want to say on live. <laughs> <laughs> Although the alien did look quite good. I thought it was that was the most bonkers, the most bonkers scene there's ever been in a um, in a, an Apple keynote was Craig Federici squawking like a, a, a was it a, a, a Cockerel <laughs> and his animoji. That was like bizarre. Well, not only that, but Johnny Ive in his little video. I've yes, never seen Johnny did. act like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's so weird. Oh, well. And of course, like, like, last thing we probably should mention is they did hold it in the new Steve Jobs Theatre and there was like, a nice little touching tribute at the start. Uh, <laughs> he looked, I thought he, was, he looked really upset when he walked out, um, Tim Cook. And then, yeah. I re- you know, he went into his tribute. So probably, was- it probably makes sense that he didn't walk out running and jumping and waving his arms mm. yeah. so that was a nice little nod to steve there uh and you do I, I kind of forget of course that you know to us he was just a guy and he apparently had a he had a rage fits and god knows what else but you know to these people he was their friend so it must be i can understand when they get on stage and they talk about him they sort of go a bit hushed tones and it and and he does seem to wear his heart on his sleeve tim cook so i can yeah. imagine he does get quite emotional about these kinds of things and uh, and here they were all those years later after steve got planning permission for that place uh, and it's finally almost built where well, the actual presentation hall was built and 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 they paid a tribute of course which yeah. was, which was nice yeah i can't wait to visit there sometime um i was looking at their visitor center they've got uh, like on a table they've got like a very blank white kind of like a 3d image of their campus but it's, all oh, just, it's the campus isn't it yeah. yeah it's just a campus just a big uh the big ring building and then you hold up an ipad with ar and it just adds all the trees adds lighting adds shadows and you can change time of day and all the shadows on the trees move as the sun goes across and you can just zoom in and see the details and see what Johnny Ives working on in his little secret room, <laughs> I assume. And they've got, a, they've got a store there as well, which is, just, they have a store in the Infinite Loop and they've got the exclusive t-shirts and swag that they sell there. So I can't wait to visit there someday. Yeah. Maybe next yeah, year. Yeah, that'll be good. That'll be good. Well, I think that's pretty much it for this week. We'll be back, of course, next week and we'll have some of these devices like the Apple TV because mine should be arriving next Friday and the watch. And I'll see by then if I've worked out EE's pricing plan because at the moment I have no idea what they're going on about. <laughs> So um, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, we didn't have any reviews this week, so I've got none to read out. I've got no rumours either. I didn't see one rumour this week. I wasn't really looking for them, to tell you the truth, but um, I didn't see any rumours. No feedback, no reviews. Um, if you'd like to send a review, please just head on over to iTunes, search out Mac and Forth, and hit submit review over there. We'd love to read out your comments on the show. Uh, another way to support us, as I said earlier, is our Patreon page. If you want to head on over there and give us a little bit of funding, it's greatly appreciated. Like I say, this week's show will be about how to install High Sierra 
on a on a completely white Mac. So if you want to hear this episode, I will make it available to anyone that goes on that site. You don't have to be a patron subscriber to get that episode when I push it out uh, sometime over the weekend. Uh, and I think that's pretty much it. So all that's left is Alan. Where can we get hold of you, sir? Yeah, mostly on Twitter, where I'm called Storm Gorelli. Good stuff. And Dean, the creator of Crystal Adblocker. Where can we get hold of you, sir? Yep, you can find me on Twitter at Crafty Dino or find the app in the App Store. If you search for- I did go to your description today because uh, like, we got Gold Masters on, on my little iPad mini thing, and it says version two coming soon. How long has that been there? <laughs> God, I only noticed it today, to the truth. <laughs> it's been there for a few months. Ah, <laughs> oh, I thought there was some news. But um, no, it's been there for a little while. Bit. Version two is coming soon. Um, I'm looking at what I can do with it, especially with the iPhone X. There's a few things I need to tweak for that. Okay. So good stuff. Take a bit of priority. Indeed. Indeed. My name's Carl Men. You can get hold of me on Twitter at Claw0101. You can get hold of the show at Mac and Forth. You can email us if you so wish. Mac and Forth at gmail.com. We're also over on Facebook and G. And that's pretty much it. So until next week when we have some of our toys to play with, stay safe and be nice to each other. Bye. 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 Bye.